Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy Z Murray. What up, dog? This is Eshaw. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy DJ Paul KOL for 360 Young Busy Ball. Vice World. This your man Matt Smine the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Welcome back to the Murder Master Music Show. It's your boy Prez. This is episode 958. Our next guest, you know, he's been on the show uh, since the beginning, man. It's uh, a Memphis legend, someone that needs no introduction, but uh, we're going to give him one anyway. Um, Man, he's behind countless hits, you know what I'm saying? He's produced so much music over the years. So many people are influenced by this man's music. Uh, he's got a new project out right now, Purana Volume 7, The Sound of Vengeance. You need to get that shit. We're going to play a couple tracks off it tonight. I'm talking about MC Mac. How you doing, MC Mac? MC, hey, man, I can't complain, man. Doing all right, man. Just chilling, man. Out here, man, in Kamikaze, Tennessee, man, a.k.a. Memphis, man. Just chilling. How about yourself, man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing real good, man, and it, it's good to see, you know, uh, you still in it, man, because, uh, you know, we go way back, man. I remember covering your music in the 90s, you know, reviewing yeah. your, your albums and stuff, and like I said, you've been on this show since the beginning. You know, um, it's always good to uh, have familiar faces that are still around. You know, we got that longevity, yeah. man. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Oh, yeah, man. I'm- Blessed, I feel blessed, man. Well, say any day above ground is a good day, and being able to, to enjoy what you do and continue to do it, man, is always a, a blessing, man. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to be still able to do what I do, man. You know what I'm saying? Now, also, uh, Piranha Volume Seven, the Sound of Vengeance album, is coming soon. It'll be uh, 
actually uh it'll be on the uh it'll be on the uh physical it'll be physical before it becomes digital so uh, it'll be at the MC Max store before I actually release it digitally so but it's coming soon though oh yeah physical copies man that's that's definitely needed um you know they're making a comeback too people want tapes they want records you know um you know you're going to just do CDs or you're going to do all three or Oh well, whatever the fan requests, you know what I'm saying. I, I, yeah. I may I may press up some vinyl, you know what I'm saying, or cassette tapes, or you know some eight tracks. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> bring out some eight tracks. But no, nah, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, man, definitely CDs. I may put it on vinyl as well. I may put all my pianos on vinyl, man. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. People loving that right now again. Um, you know, but uh, this, this Pure Anna Volume 7, uh, you know what I'm saying, Sound of Vengeance, you know, did, did you ever think that Pure Anna would, would develop into something that was going to go seven volumes, or did you have that in mind, that it was going to uh, keep going? Well, that that was my intent, you know, when I started Pure Anna Part 1. I said I wanted to try to start doing it like we did the mixtapes, you know what I'm saying? We yeah. would bring out the tapes and do Volume 1, 2, 3, and, and so forth. And but I wanted to do albums in 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 that same fashion, you know what I'm saying? And uh, but I always get my my distributors are like, man, we we gonna swap it up, man. You probably need to rename it like a brand new album so they don't get confused, you know, with all the pianos. But you know, it is what it is. You know, I I, I kind of planned it, you know, to do it like the the mixtapes and just keep them going, keep them rolling. You know what I'm saying? Why not? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's definitely, uh, you know what I'm saying, definitely working. People have been loving this. Uh, now, you know, uh, Anna is something that's uh, a Memphis term. You know, um, I, I've mm-hmm. heard it many times over the years, of course, from yourself, people like King JC with Anna off my chest. Uh, yeah. um, you know, uh, where, where where does that come from? I mean, you know, um, the, the term Anna, and, and what does it mean basically, like drama pretty much? Yeah, drama, and it's short for animosity, you know. Uh, animosity. So when I was coming up, you know what I'm saying, in my, my teens, it was a thing. Everybody was saying Anna, you know what I'm saying? When it was it was like a Memphis term, you know, kind of like Maine or uh, Junk. Yeah. Or, you know, it was just a Memphis slang, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I had a song, uh, I believe it was on uh, Tales from the Mac Side. By, I think that was yeah, Tales from the Mac Side, the cassette tape. And uh, we did a song, me and Lil Corb, and uh, one of my partners, Outlaw, did a song called Piranha. And I just kept it rolling, for, kept it going from there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But, that yeah, was the start animosity. of something. Yep, <laughs> exactly. You know, do you guys feel you get the credit you deserve, you know, um, you know, not just you yourself individually, but Memphis as a whole for all the uh, influence that you guys have over uh, many parts of the industry in the world? Uh, I would say over the past couple of years, it's really starting to take off. But at first, yeah. I didn't, you know. In the, in the early 2000s, I was like, you know, I would hear our sound and influenced by other artists and from other cities and states and stuff, but really wasn't giving Memphis the, the proper due, I feel. But these past couple of years, the life has really been shining on Memphis, you know, as for the artists and people getting their music heard and, and getting out here, you know what I'm saying, from the TV shows to the sampling to, you know, even the artists, you know, that's just doing their thing independently and blowing up. You know, there's a lot of artists. Like Memphis got a lot of a lot of artists, and they grew up on us. So, you know, they're gonna be bumping. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I think now oh, yeah. we're finally getting up. Look at that, like the Jeffersons. We finally getting a piece of the pie. 
<laughs> like, like a oh, it's about time, man. <laughs> Long overdue because you guys set the foundation. People like yep. yourself, DJ Zerk, Gangster Pad, of course, um, Al Capone. Yep. I mean, we could just name hundreds of motherfuckers, you know. Yeah, Memphis man. was a spot that was just like a, a nucleus of hip hop, man. Um, it was it, it it rivaled places like New York or, or California. You know, it, it, you had so much talent, man. Where did that come from? Is that that go back like you know what I'm saying the 50s, the 40s before with the the roots of uh, blues and jazz, rock and roll? I mean, how deep does the Memphis yeah. music scene go back? Man, yeah, you know, you gotta think it, it goes back deep, man. You know, back from uh, you know Al Green, the blues, you know, gospel singers from. You know, I, I think it's, I always say, I think it was something about the Mississippi River in the water under that bridge, <laughs> just being yeah. raised in Memphis. Man. And then Beale Street and Elvis Presley, you know, and, and a whole, you know, just the whole the whole vibe, you know what I'm saying? Being on Beale and having these underground clubs and being able to come and perform and get your music heard, you know what I'm saying? So it, it definitely has something to do with it. And Memphis is like, you know, the Me Too kind of, kind of city, man, where, you know, you may be rapping, and your partner, they may not even been a rapper, but they ain't hung around you so long that they didn't picked up a craft. Now they rapping, you know what I'm saying? And, and then they keep at it over time. They get better and better, and they be like, dang, ah, he's an elite artist, you know? So, uh, you know, it's just something about being in Memphis, man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Al Capone made a track uh, some years ago, um, you know, Must Be the Music, you know, and he broke it down <laughs> real, real good. As well, um, you know, but yeah, that's another one, man. He's got longevity too, Al Capone, man. Um, did you, yeah. did you uh, work with him, uh, you know, back in the day? Like, when did you meet him? Uh, I met Al, man, and um, so the very first jump we did was with a uh, collaboration track, man. I met him on, uh, had him on Run Your Mouth, Run, what is it, Run Your Mouth? Run Your Mouth with uh, me and Al Capone, and then uh, also on Hell Now on the Magnificent album. So I met Al like, like the uh, mid '90s. You know what I'm saying? He was already established when I met him. He had a uh, lyrical drive-by, so everybody, you know, they had that hot single floating around the city, and everybody was on lyrical drive-by. So he already had his name established when I met him. But yeah, I met him like mid '90s, man. Al, that's my guy, man. Yeah, that's that track, you know, that that really, uh, you know, comes to mind when you think of Al Capone, just like. Uh, I was mentioning Zerk, you know, lock him in the trunk, uh, Gangster Pat, Deadly Verses. When people think of MC Mac, you know, what's the one track that you want them to think of before any others? I know that's a hard question. You got so many. Yeah, man. Uh, gosh. I don't know. <laughs> so many. Yeah. And according yeah. to my views, it would be Easy Come, Easy Go. That would be the one that... that uh, you know that I have the most most streams on and most most uh, downloads. So I would say easy come, easy go for now. Secondly, would be let's make a stain. Then go to church hole. You know. Oh yeah, got many. Of course, you know, Kazi move, motherfucker. I mean, so many. Yeah, you know. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. Decades worth. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, and and it's good to see, like I said, you're still going strong and you're putting out high-quality music. And let's give the people a taste of this, you know, um, 
we got two tracks. We got the Easy Come, Easy Go. We got uh, Chrome Things. Which one uh, you want to go with first? No, let's end with the, the Easy Come, Easy Go Funk remix, man. You know what I'm saying? And that's uh, one of the singles off Piano Volume 7. And, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Like a remix we'll of right the original. With, so. with uh, you, MC Mac, right here on the Murder Master Music Show. Don't go nowhere. A lot of niggas talking shit and end up getting weak. It is simply Mac the nigga known for smacking jack and cracker jack. Fuck the ass nigga, run your mouth and get your ass blown off. Watch me put my feet back on, come and get that trick, not drop it off. Lanes get very thick and tricks that try to piss me up. They stuff and zipped up in a body bag to let you know your ass can hang. Fodge and weak at niggas looking, throwing up the wrong sign. I'm staring at them like they Jake. Oh, bitch, you ain't no friend of mine. Shoot a stupid sucker in a minute. Don't you give a fuck about another nigga. If he's finished, you should cap his ass. Nigga like the Mac and smack a nigga like a nigga smack a bitch. You clock up, so ain't no bustle. Mac and crack a nigga's tongue with the handle of my thumb. So now you wishing you didn't run your lips a nigga like we popping constantly. Um, 
you know, people, uh, like you said, that that's one of your most requested songs. Tell us about the, uh, you know what I'm saying, the first time you came up with that whole idea. Well, uh, that was the funk remix of the original version. Uh, shout out to Luciano and uh, Black Line Beats. And uh, But the original mine was... Uh, was uh, a collaboration I did with uh, with Juicy with Juicy on the uh, and uh, I copped a couple of beats from him you know working on my pimping as a Mac cassette tape my underground tape actually it was my first first underground cassette tape that I was gonna try to put in the stereo stores and sell it you know regionally and uh, yeah he came with the tracks man I laid the verse on the four track um, I think the chorus was already uh, in the beat when he made it. And I just I just laid my my vocals and mine uh, mixed it down mine and pressed it up mine and uh, but I had no idea it was gonna have the success that it had when I actually recorded it or even when I released it because a lot of people was pretty much on that uh, go to church hall that was the song that I was known for you know what I'm saying so uh, when Grand Theft Auto picked Easy Come Easy Go it was like wow. You know, you never, it goes to show you never know what song, you know, people are going to gravitate to. So it was one of them, one of them type of things. What was it like to have Grand Theft Auto pick one of your songs? Uh, you know what I'm saying? A huge entity like that pick one of your songs. How did that make you feel? Hey, I was, I was ecstatic, man. I was, I couldn't believe it. You know what I'm saying? One of the biggest games in history. You know, it was a huge opportunity, man. I was very, very excited about it, actually. You know what I'm saying? Because it really opened my, opened up doors and opened up uh, listeners to my music that never would have heard it, probably. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I yeah. felt really blessed to be a part of, of a you know, rock star and, and having the Easy Come, Easy Go on, on the video game. Uh, and people still hit me up today, still saying, hey, I just heard your song. Man. You know, like, yeah, it's been a while. Well, I think part six is about to get ready to come out. But... Yeah, man, I was I was very excited about it, bro. Still is, still can't believe it. Yeah, oh yeah, man, you you've done a lot over the years, you know, and you continue to do so. Um, you know, now this is this is what's coming up, and this is what you're promoting right now. This Purana Volume Seven, you know. Um, yes, sir. What what are your plans for the future, though? What what's beyond this project? Well, you know, uh, each project seems to bring something new to the table each time, like with. Uh, uh, piano, uh, volume six. I had the some down songs. First time I had real full rotation on both major radio stations here in my city off of something that I've created, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, what I'm trying to do with volume seven, hopefully is to open some new doors. You know what I'm saying? I'm also, uh, got a couple of things in the works, got a couple of things working as for, uh, you know, having a gift pack together where I'm going to be selling the, the CD, the vinyl, um, maybe throw in a couple of uh, merchandise, uh, a couple of merch, from the MC Max store, whether it be hoodies or beanies or, you know, kamikaze socks or whatever. And uh, also I'm working on a, a wine, man. I'm working on trying to get this kamikaze juice going. You know what I'm saying? So I've been talking to a couple of distributors oh. on that as well. So, yeah, be, be on the lookout for that. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully that, that deal will go through. And I have kamikaze bubbly. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what I'm calling it. Kamik- kamikaze you. juice. Kam- <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. What made you want? What made you want to go in the uh, in, in that direction, man? That's that's some good business marketing right there. Uh, I got a a partner of mine who's already in it, you know, and he he has the 
you know, uh, he's he's already been in the game with with bottling and doing the uh, the brewery thing. So he was uh, he came to me with an idea. I'm like, yeah, I'm down. You know, shoot, if <laughs> if the money's and let me know, you know, what the X's and O's and what I have to do. And you know, it was like, yeah, it's pretty simple, man. So I was, yeah, I'm like, let's do it. So right now we're working on the label and what I'm gonna call it. So yeah. and it'll be available at the MC Max store for sure. And I'm thinking about doing like a gift set, you know what I'm saying? Making, you know, the CD, the volume seven, or also with the bubbly with it, you know what I'm saying? So we'll we'll see how it goes, you know what I'm saying? Maybe have some double shots here, pints here, bottles, you know what I'm saying? We'll do the whole nine yards. Uh, definitely, uh, you know what I'm saying? Great idea right there, man. Uh, Mac, let's bring on the homie uh, DJ Lord Sinister from France. I know he wants to ask you about some of your classics. Uh, yes, Sin, sir. you there, brother? Yes, yes, sir. Uh, Ice Cut is uh, the French Connection. <laughs> I the French Connection. Very... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, the French Connection, man. <laughs> What's going it's a, on, man? It's a, yeah, it's always an honor to have you on the show. Um, yeah, from so, so, so way back in the day, uh, I would, I would uh, ask you about some, some song by the day, like um, you did on tapes. Like uh, okay. the song Do or Die, featuring uh, Lord Dre and Outlaw, and you put a sample of uh, Ask Boy in two. Can you tell us about this one, Do or Die? Oh, Do or Die. Wow, wow. One of my first recordings <laughs> ever. Yeah, you pull one. Yes, uh, yeah, <laughs> as usual, you stay pulling up some. Uh, Do or Die, man. That was one of my one of my first recordings. Like yeah, We did like What's Inside of Me, Night of the Psychos, and then Do or Die. Uh, on uh, real to real, Chazare. And actually, it wasn't. A, it, we looped. Uh, we looped. I think that was the Boys in the Hood soundtrack music when they were about to do the drive-by at the end. Remember that on Boys in the Hood when uh when Doughboy and them were about to shoot the guy that killed Ricky. Oh yeah. And we just looped it. And uh, actually, we had sample Scarface Al in the chorus. You asked the question why? Because it's do or die from Scar from uh Scarface from uh. Lyrical drive-by, but yeah, it was me, Dre, right. and I think uh, Outlaw uh, on that. That was like one of my first recordings right. ever at, 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 at a major studio at that time on a real to real. That's got to be worth some money. Yeah, and lyrical drive-by is a classic. Uh, also, by the day, you, you did uh, two songs like the, the Prophecy and uh, Deadly Friend, who was Family Prophecy, which was a good and love called was part of Top Soul South. We can feel a deep, deep vibe, deep vibrations in songs. Can you tell us about this one, Deadly Friend and Prophecy? Uh, uh, the Prophecy, uh, that was one of yeah. Corb's, rest in peace, little Corb, man. It was one of his partners, man, yeah. and uh, he went to school with. And uh, he just, you know, Corb was always cool, man. He was like, man, put, put this homeboy song my homeboy song on, on my tape when we went to pressing and I forgot the guy's name man it wasn't Schizo it was another guy but yeah uh, Prophecy was his solo song and Cole was just giving him the opportunity to get his song heard obviously he liked it you know what I'm saying and he put it on he put it on the tape uh, but yeah Deadly Friend that, yeah that was, that was all the Corb you know all the Corb's idea uh, the chorus and, uh, the tracks of course uh, I think Juicy uh, we paid Juicy for him so uh, but yeah, that was all the core, man. Rest in peace, Cuzzo. 
Yes. And uh, on which equipment you produced this phone back in the day, around 1996, because it was a typical low-fee monkey talking phone, I think about uh, the massacre or linked to my eyes of North Memphis can you tell us about the equipment you, you got at, at this time? Oh, uh, you said look into my eyes? Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Song, another another uh, track that I did for MC Mac compilation mix for 96. Actually, we was uh, at a partner of mine house, man. I got the beat, of course, from uh, Jay, an executive producer, and uh, we was over there in Binghampton, man. Over there, you, you guys heard of uh, the Leicester Street Murders from Memphis? Yeah, yeah, yeah with a guy went crazy and killed all them. He went crazy and killed a lot of a lot of fools. Anyway, the house next door, my partner before the before the Leicester Street murders, my partner lived in this house next door, and we it was like the hangout, man. And Juicy didn't want to go over there to record me, record the song, because I wanted to get my homies on the song. I had Suave Outlaw, Think Yo, uh, record Lil Blink. Uh, a couple more cats. Anyway, he didn't want to come over there. Like, man, look, I'm going to give you the, the four track <laughs> and the beat is on the tape. You just take it over there, record everybody, and bring it back to me, and we'll we'll mix it later. So I ended up taking the four track over there to my homeboy's house over there off, off Leicester Street. And, uh, man, we were drinking Mad Dog 2020 <laughs> and getting wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I ended up taking the, the I remember uh, vividly taking the microphone and hanging it from one of the ceiling fans and letting it hang down like we was at the Apollo or one of the theater and the mic was just hanging down. <laughs> and the guys would walk up and just do their verse, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Lil Man, uh, wrapped on his junk. Shout out Lil Man. Uh, yeah, that, that was a fun time, man. But yeah, we, we did that all at my partner Outlaw's house. Yeah. And after you worked with uh, Michael Everett from uh, Concert War Studios, White, and uh, also Brad Franklin. Uh, for the get all that, uh, and maybe you, you were working with Larry Nix uh, for the mixing. Can you tell us about these uh, days also, Culture and World? I'm sorry, what, what was that again? You, you went out on me, you said, that's for the mixing oh. of that song? Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Culture and World Studios and, uh, with uh, Nico Lemas. You, you worked with him. Oh, and, uh, okay. Maybe Larry Nix. Larry Nix also, who get the mix in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh I didn't meet I didn't start going to Cotton Row until I met I met uh I met Nico through uh you know messing with Paul and Juicy, you know what I'm saying? Because they would record uh you know Turtle Club of Thugs and uh yeah, yeah. Yeah. what else? Well the Kazi. We recorded the Kazi. I think Gangsta Boo did a lot of her inquiring minds there. Uh and I ended up meeting Nico there. And then when I, we opened up Kamikaze, uh, that was one of the studios that we used a lot. And Nico did a lot of recording and mixing. Lil Pat, too. You know what I'm saying? Lil Pat. And uh, we did a lot of recording at Cotton Row. And, of course, once we recorded and mixed everything at Cotton Row, we would always go to Larry. Everybody, uh, Larry Nix, Larry and Kevin. And yeah. they would do the mastering, yeah. actually. Yeah. They would take the mixed product. They would master it. We would sit down there for hours and hours, and and yeah, he was he was definitely a big dog in the city, man. Uh, shout out to the Knicks family, man, for all the good good years of mastering all the all the artists' work, and everybody used the Knicks, Larry L. Knicks, you know, for mastering. And you work also with Brett Franklin, of course, Selector X and uh, 
Street Lover, who did your covers at that time also. So, oh, yeah. It was also legendary. <laughs> with Blake. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I, yeah. Shout I out now. Yeah. No, not because you guys are. Yeah, shout out to uh, Blake Franklin, man. We just had him on. He very, uh, uh, very talented. But uh, um, I'm looking right now at one of the old covers. You know, I'm saying Mac for Life. Uh, at the bottom it says for booking one eight hundred break a hole. Was that a real number at the time? And if so, how the no, hell do you answer no, no, no. that? Think... trying to get that. <laughs> no, I think that was uh, for promotional use only. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was for, that was for promotional use. I thought that wasn't a real man. number. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. that was a, uh, you call that number, ain't no telling who may answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, classic, man. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I I tell you what, uh, you know, it, it's always an honor to have you on the show. Um, I'm gonna give you the floor. Uh, we're gonna go to the last track as well to close it out. But before we do, I'm gonna let Sin finish up. Uh, you got any more questions, Sin? Oh yeah. By the day, you you can you tell us just about uh, the Memphis Pioneers in jazz. You saw by the day, like Just Born, Where's the Jail, Solid Year, Rest in Peace, Spanish Prize. This DJ era you, you got in the Club of the Game Club Expo in Terras Lamar. Or, uh, it was uh, a story, crazy, crazy time, crazy era. Uh, I was in 95, so it was crazy in clubs. Can you tell us about this? this Memphis DJs at the time? Oh, the Memphis DJs in the, ni- in the 90s with like, yeah, Spanish yeah. Fly and. Uh, oh yeah, man, uh, yeah, man, yeah. yeah. Spanish Fly used to come DJ my high school dances, man. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. he's like the he like to go to this stuff, man. As for the, the mixtapes, man. Before before it was Squeaky, before Paul and Juice, it was Spanish Fly, man. You know, he was one of the first guys to do it, bro. Him and Ray to J and them, and he would come to our school dances, man, and uh, have the crowd bumping that Trigger Man. He had a Gore-Tex by Sir Mix a lot. Bumping all the rap songs, man. He was getting wild to him, man. And then he would break out his own. He would throw his original stuff in there, like rolling in my Cadillac and smoking onion. You know what I'm saying? So he had his tape circulating, man. And, uh, and from there, man, you know, we would go. Other DJs start to, to pop out, like DJ BK, and, you know, uh, you know, Pinky and DJ Pinky, and rest in peace, DJ Fila, and cats like that, man. But the, the scene was, was was wild, man. Cats would come in with the crates. Uh, and then later on, I was able to collide with legendary DJs like DJ Just Born, who used to also come to, to Raleigh, Egypt, and, and, and do things, man. And I met him and was been able to uh, form a relationship with him and other DJs in the city, man. But shout out to the shout out to the pioneer DJs from Memphis, man, who really really helped solidify and lay the foundation down for the artists, man, to get this mixtape and get get your music heard. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. It's a crazy era. And then, like, did you sound in a 21 century? <laughs> yeah, 21 century, yeah, yeah. 21 <laughs> century, yeah, I remember that club. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, it was several, several little hole in the wall juke joints back in the day, <laughs> you know, that we turned to the spot, you know what I'm saying? I know you were very close to the gangster duo with the bass, and you did a song with her, it was uh, Life of the Metro So Cold. Oh, no, I'm crying, man. Skeletal about, about memories with her and uh, his song. 
Rest in peace. Oh, baby. wow, man. Yeah, rest in peace, GB Lola, man. Like a sister to me, man. Out of everybody in the group, man, she she stayed in contact with me out throughout the years, even through the you know the separations of when we weren't doing music with Paul and Juicy. We still had a friendship, and we would talk every day. If we didn't talk every day, she would text me or send me you know a a, a funny reel or something, or send me something that she saw on on Instagram that was funny. So we communicated all the way up to our death. And, uh, but Life in the Metro uh, was was a cool song because it was recorded, like I said, at Cotton Row, working on our album. And uh, she made sure that we were going to get on her album. And uh, I think Lord Infamous was on it as well, and the Kazi. And uh, it, was just, it was just fun times, man. We was in there collaborating, man, and uh, doing our thing, man. And so, man, she's she definitely going to be missed, man. Definitely going to be missed, man. One of the few artists, man, that I could always count on if I needed a verse from, from Boo. You know, you know, she's she rapped on several of my piano albums, even on volume six, moving silence and uh, you know, she's just one of those people that if she messed with you, she was gonna rock with you, you know what I'm saying? And it was no question asked. You know, she never asked me for any money, you know what I'm saying? Never asked for anything. Matter of fact, she was she was gonna be the one showing love, you know what I'm saying? So she's definitely gonna be missed and, and during that time though, rest in peace, Lord Infamous too, man, because I think he 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 started off on that song as well, and it was just fun times, bro. All those things were recorded at uh, Cotton Row, man. We was just vibing, man. I think we already had my rap ready to go. Well, they were like, "Okay, you gonna rap on Life in the Metro?" I'm like, "Okay, cool." With a beat, plug, plug the beat, bam! I'm walking in the booth. You know what I'm saying? So, rest in peace, Gangsta Boo, Long Live Lola. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and on a on a final note. One of your good songs was Fred's Pain uh, with a sample of uh, Mother's Stem of the Earth. We can feel it, we can vibe in it. It's crazy. <laughs> we felt the pain. Yeah. From the car. Yeah, the cars are joint. Yeah. Yeah, the samples of Mother's Stem of the Earth. Yeah, man. People, yeah, that's that's one of the, that's, I always get asked about that song, too, man. Yeah, because it was real, you know what I'm saying? I wrote about a in my verse. I wrote about a real true, true story about me being locked up. You know what I'm saying? When I got arrested for the I think for for my first time ever getting locked up in two hundred one, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I what I rapped about. Definitely gonna feel the pain when you're behind them bars. <laughs> so, classics, nothing but classics, man. And and you continue to make them. You know, um, Sound of Vengeance, Pure Enter Volume Seven. Coming real soon. Yeah, I, man. I can't wait you guys hear the piano vibes. I can't wait to oh, you guys to hear it, man. I've, I've been working on it, man, for about a year now. Man. I've, I've released like three singles from it: the Easy Come, Easy Go, Funk Remix. I got a, another one called Over Again, and uh, also the Chrome thing. So it's like three singles that's been released, man. And this this probably may be. I mean, people been saying this is my best work yet, which is hard to believe because I've had so many albums. But you know, it's like I guess my music is like wine. Fine wine is getting better in time, you know what I'm saying? But people have been saying, man, this is your best work yet, bro. I'm like, for real? The production, the lyrics, the way we're putting it together now, I've been getting a lot of real, real good feedback on, on this album, man. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. I think that you're going to be super bumping and epic, man. Piano Volume oh, 7, The Sound of Vengeance coming soon. 
definitely, definitely. We always look forward to having you on at least at least once a year, man, because uh, you know, uh you always come through with some dope music and uh you know, chop it up, man. Good memories. Saw you on off the porch too, man. See it's good to see you. Um you know what I'm saying, doing interviews and stuff and, and uh letting the people yeah. know what's going on, man. Heck yeah, um, appreciate so, it, man. Appreciate it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. But hey, man, before we do get out of here, I want to give you the floor. You know what I'm saying? Anything that you uh, want to speak on, man? Uh, go ahead, and then we're gonna we're gonna get out of here with Chrome things, man. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I said, be uh, check out the singles, man. You know what I'm saying? The Chrome thing, single. Uh, I think it's like releasing off the Piano Volume Seven, and check out Over Again, the video. Uh, and of course, the Easy Come, Easy Go Funk remix. Subscribe to my channel too, so that everybody know that uh, they can come to the MC Mac uh, YouTube channel, MC Mac Music. That's M C M A C K M U S I C all together. Uh, MC Mac Music. Subscribe, man, so you'd be the first to actually hear the songs and new merchandise. Uh, shop at the MC Mac store. That's uh, mkt. dot com forward slash M C M A C K S T O R E. MC Max store for all collective items, uh, CDs, vinyl, uh, anything affiliated with merchandise, man. I'm the official source, man, for Kamikaze gear. Uh, yeah, and, and more to come, man. Like I said, man, Kamikaze uh, wine coming, uh, you know, bubbly coming or whatever we're going to call it. And, uh, yeah, Piranha Volume 7, man, the Sound of Vengeance, man, coming soon, man. Stream your boy. Uh, check me out on Spotify. Run me up there. And, uh, yeah, just rock with your boy, man, MC Mac for life, man. I appreciate you guys rocking with me for all these years and having me on the show again, man. Number love for me. Oh, yeah. Master Music hey, Show, man, from day one, man. Time. Yes, we sir, baby. I'll come back on after that. I'll come back on after the album come out, and y'all tell me which ones you're feeling. I think it's going to be like 17 good. or 18 tracks. Yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. MC Mac, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Pure Anna Volume 7, Sound of Vengeance. Make sure you get that and support that. Support everything he's doing. We're going to get out of here with Chrome Things, man. Uh, tell us about this track as we get out of here, brother. All right, well, first it was a dedication. Uh, well, I, well, first I had the video completed, and then I went back in and, and dedicated it to Gangsta Boo because she passed, like, during the making of it. So I dedicated that one to, to her life and memory. And... um yeah, and it's, it was going to be my first single, man, from uh, Piano Volume 7, man. And it was super, super dope song, man, recorded here and mixed. And, and uh, we did that one at, uh, not House of Blues, but uh, anyway, yeah, it, it was the first single from Piano Volume 7, man, and uh, dedicated to Gangsta Boo, man, Chrome Thing, man. Rest in peace, Gangsta Boo. We're out of here, episode 958 with MC Mac, Murder Master Music Show.
to deliver Living just for the love, cause I proceed to study your guts. Yeah, fuck the machine with aim, boy. Quick to shoot that pain, boy. Cause me, you cannot tame, boy. Gonna make me go insane, boy. Just to try to contain, boy. Somewhere and maintain, boy. Cause MC Mac, I'm a tame, my boy. And we make for like the underboss of this. charge of your future don't let your life plans go up in smoke vaping might feel trendy but it's a trap that can hold you back get free confidential help today kids 12 to 17 years of age can text 855-891-9989 or jump online at mylifemikewit.org to chat with a coach who gets it your future self will thank you it's your life your dreams don't let vaping cloud your potential this project was made possible by funds received from the illinois department of public health question How many things in your life are automated? Answer, even more than you think. Automation isn't just the future anymore. It's the here and now. Experience the latest automation solutions and technology. Learn from industry titans and connect with other professionals paving their way forward only at Automate, North America's largest robotics and automation showcase in Chicago, Illinois, May 6th to 9th, 2024. Registration is open and free. Learn more at AutomateShow.com.